Welcome everybody to Nutty Buddy Sports and on today's episode we predict the championship round. We talk about some questions for each game and some keys to victory for every single team. That's coming up right here, right now on Nutty Buddy Sports. Welcome back to Nutty Buddy Sports. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan. And with me today to do our championship round prediction uh, as far as the NFL playoffs go, uh, I have Travis with me. Travis, how's it going? I am finally getting warmed up from being outside today. Yeah, it's cold out there. It's cold out there. I thought you were going to say something about the Bengals and how awesome they were, but no, no going to talk about how no, cold we'll you get are. into it okay we'll perfect. Into it. <laughs> perfect and then i also got ryan back with me ryan how's it going pretty good man just uh drank a bunch of coffee so i'm ready to go and you're warm that's all that matters what's the weather by you like ryan yeah i was around 50 today it's been 50 and sunny for like a month that must be nice we're, we're getting close to 52, uh, 50 as well, I should say. That's 50 below, um, but we're, we're, we're working our way that, way, that direction. Um, anyway, so uh, before we get into uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to predict uh, both games for this weekend, and then we're going to talk about the rank, the Super Bowl matchups that we'd like to see, like if the teams meet the matchups we'd like in the, the four orders if that makes sense. And, and from the, the most likely we'd love to see to the least likely. Okay. So we're going to do that after the uh, prediction, but first, because neither one of you were on for the uh, recap podcast this for this weekend, I'm, I'm going to give you a, both a chance to uh, give one thought or something you took away from divisional round of football. So maybe we could start with uh, Ryan. What did you think of uh, this past weekend's uh, weekend of football? I think for me, the key word is entertaining. I think each game, even if it was low scoring, like the Packers Niners game, each game was entertaining to watch, which is all you can ask for. If you don't have a horse in the race, so to speak, you just want the games to be close and entertaining and it, it didn't disappoint. And then uh, the capper was the, the chiefs bills game kind of capping off the whole weekend um, was probably the best game of all of them. So it just kept getting better. The more games that were played. Yes. Yeah. I would agree a hundred percent with that. How about you, Travis? Uh, they were definitely all entertaining. Like Ryan said, um, <clears throat> the thing about them, which was nice is that I don't know how everybody picked the games, but the teams that you probably thought were going to win didn't for most of them. Like a lot of people probably picked the Titans to win. A lot of people picked the Packers to win. Probably a lot of people were picking the Buccaneers to win. And even though uh, the Chiefs and Bills probably was split between who was going to win, but either way, it was, it was an excellent weekend for football, even if your team won or lost. Yeah, I try to tell that to uh, Packer fans right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like talking to a couple of them right now that you know have been on the podcast. I won't name names, but we're we're debating of how much fault uh, Aaron Rodgers should bear, how much blame he should he should have for that game. And I'm just, 
I don't know. That's a, that's one of the pictures I accidentally sent you guys. I meant to send you. I sent that to one of the <laughs> the guys I was debating with. But um, anyway, okay. Well, well, you guys ready to get into the the meat of our program here? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, let's do it. I'm gonna go ahead and get our um, outline up that we're gonna be following. Let's start with this. So we are going to be talking about the uh, predicting the NFL playoffs championship round. It has come to this. So up to this point, anything that surprises you of the th- four teams, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, four teams that we have left. Is there one that particularly surprises you the most or stands out to you the most? I would say definitely the Bengals. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, another one is just San Francisco, because even though I picked them to go to the Super Bowl this year, I like towards the end of the season, they weren't really playing that great. And they kind of been barely squeaking by on a lot of these games. So it's a little surprising that they're as far as they are right now, but definitely the Bengals for sure. Yeah, they're sort of my surprise team because the 49ers, I could see it because let's face it, they've always kind of had Green Bay's number in the postseason for some reason. And when Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't throw a touchdown in the postseason, he has won every game. So uh, the Rams first play of the game, the Rams should let Jimmy Garoppolo throw a touchdown. It it, it, it makes uh, their chances of winning a little higher. Uh, Ryan, anything that surprises you or are you on board with the Bengals? Um, I did predict the Bengals to play the Bills in the AFC Championship. Not that I'm that smart at predicting, but it's this bracket looking at it is almost like March Madness. The Bengals got to play um, Derek Carr and Tannehill, which I think helps a little bit. I think the Niners have had the toughest route if you look at playing Dallas and then Green Bay, especially on the road of all those teams. I thought Arizona kind of laid an egg. Um, when the Rams first played them. So I, I think um, the Niners probably had the toughest route. So it's surprising that they made it through those two teams. Yeah, I would agree that that's, that's a great point. Um, and I'm a little worried about this weekend as well, which we'll get into in a little bit. Uh, let's look at where we are as far as our standings. So I actually have our standings for uh, our predictions throughout the playoffs. And right now, Chris, you, you, Ryan, and myself are all eight and two. And uh, Travis, you are six and four. So that's where we stand at uh, of everybody here. We all, I'm not going to go through everybody. Uh, the, the most notable was Avery had an 0-4 week on top of the fact that his Bills lost. So. Let's go, Buffalo. Don't crush him anymore. <laughs> I know. I know. Poor guy. Okay, let's get into our first game. You guys ready? Predicting the AFC Championship game. The Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, so I I entitled this game David versus Goliath because of obvious reasons. We have the uh, the champs of the AFC for the last two years, right? Two years in a row and that versing the up and coming Bengals whose offense 
hasn't been as good as I thought, like for the fact that they won the last two games and we'll actually talk about that, but let's, let's talk about two, two burning questions that I had, and then we'll, we'll see if you guys had any questions about this game. Let's talk about the first one over under 54.5 points. So we do not encourage gambling. In fact, we say no gambling, but I looked up and I was like, what's the over under in points It's 54.5 right now in points. So I want to ask you guys, maybe we'll start with Ryan. Uh, do you think that the Chiefs and Bengals go over 54 and a half points? Well, without seeing the forecasts in Kansas City, uh, I'm going to say over. I'm expecting um, at least 60 points in this game from the two teams. Yeah. Uh, what, what about you, Travis? I'm hoping for tons of offense, uh, mainly from the Bengals. But, yeah, I think both teams will be scoring a lot. Yeah, I kind of had that feeling when I was going to do it myself before I thought of the idea to uh, look it up, I was going to do like 64, you know, like that'd be like 32 points each. And I'm like, oh, well, if the the Chiefs score 40 and the Bengals score 30, that's 70. So I was going to go and then I was like, oh, 54. I'm, I'm like, yeah, that that to me is over. Uh, I wonder, uh, obviously, if um, Honey Badger comes back healthy, that might change things a little for the Chiefs defense because they lost him the majority of that Bills game. But I, I'm wondering, I, I just don't see how that defense stops anyone, but I guess we'll see. Okay, yeah. next. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that would be my worry, too, with uh, Gabriel Davis looking like Randy Moss against their defense. They had no answers for him. That would be my worry, too. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good point. Uh, and, and we'll talk about Burrow. Burrow has not been playing as hot as Josh Allen was playing either. So, like that could be another thing is maybe Josh Allen, who's an elite quarterback at this point, just had the game of his life, you know? So, okay, let's, let's look at the next question Um, here. We got, which defense do you trust more? Uh, Maybe we can start with Travis. What, which, which defense do you trust in this game more? Well, I, I want to trust the Bengals defense more because they've been playing a lot better defensively but you're also going against this offensive titan here with the chiefs who are just on a tear right now and scoring at will so but i i still would trust the the bengals to be able to uh stop the chiefs a couple times and maybe even force some turnovers like they've been able to do i mean it was against Tannehill, but still they they were in the right spot and they did what they needed to do yeah, that's a good, that's, that's a, that's a fair point. Fair point, Travis, fair point, Ryan. Well, Travis knows I was texting him. <laughs> it's hard for me to, to go pro bangles on things. It's in my DNA to dislike AFC North teams, not named Baltimore, that's but fair. I got to, I got to give credit to Cincinnati. I do trust their defense more. I have no idea who their defensive coordinator is, but whoever he is, I would be looking at that guy for a head coaching job somewhere because he's turned a, defense of a lot of no-name guys um they did bring in Hedrickson Apples played well Hilton guys you know I've seen Hilton play on Pittsburgh and he never played as well as he is this season so I I trust their defense more I don't 
against I you're right you know Allen was dicing up the Chiefs but the Chiefs didn't seem to have any answers for what the um, Bills were doing and I, I'm worried that it's going to be something similar against the Bengals yeah that's a, that's a great point as well because there was a lot a, a lot of passes that Josh Allen made were like especially with Davis he was like wide open like that last I thought about that go ahead touchdown but now granted Davis ran that route and dropped the defender but it, it was still like a wide open pass and you wonder if the 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 Bengals with Boyd Higgins and uh and chase they can do something similar so i have a couple of stats here this uh, Bengals defense was seventh this year um and they've they've been pretty they've been really good in the playoffs as well um and then the chiefs and this was a, a stat that shannon brought up not too long ago since week six they have the number one scoring defense since week six which i thought was an interesting stat um the, the thing that kind of concerns me when it comes to like Burrow hasn't been playing good, but it's also that offensive line has been not good for the Bengals. And um, we'll talk about that in a second. So if I had to pick a defense with honey badger back, I'd probably go chiefs. If he's not back, I'm going Bengals. So that's how I kind of, it's, it's close to me. It's close. Were we doing our predictions already? No, not yet. Not yet. We'll get to them. I'll, I'll let you know. Oh, well, I'm sure that anybody who listens to this podcast is not going to be surprised of uh, my predictions. So I'm not, I'm not fooling anyone here. Um, any other questions may, that you guys had about this game at all that you wanted to talk about? Are we good to move on? I think for me, where is the glaring advantage for one team over the other? because I think they're pretty actually evenly matched. I, you know, with the Niners Packers, that was obvious that special teams made a huge difference and it almost didn't the chiefs game. Butker missed a few kicks before the end, but both those teams got really good special teams. You know, it's, it's, to me, it's a pretty even game matchup wise. Yeah, I think the biggest advantage, in my opinion, would be, again, that just the pass rush for the, the Chiefs versus the, um, the, the Bengals offensive line that did not play well and hasn't been playing well uh, in, in recent weeks. Um, and then the other thing is the Bills had the number one ranked defense. The Bengals have the number seventh ranked defense. And I'm just like, if the Bills couldn't slow Patrick Mahomes down, what chance does the uh, the Cincinnati defense have? But you, I guess you can make that same argument for the Chiefs and the, the Bengals offense. It just depends on how well that offensive line plays. But what my do you think, Trevor? Yeah, my hope is that Burrow, he hasn't been playing that great the last two weeks. But, I mean, the Titans defense is pretty good. But I'm hoping that he gets his groove this week. So I'd rather see him kind of be struggling and then kind of have a great game here. Uh, but hopefully he just doesn't struggle during this game. So if the chiefs are putting up tons of points, I just hope they at least keep it competitive and can keep pace with them. Yeah. Do you think they have like, because uh, they came back and won, what was it? Week 16, 31, 28, they came back and beat the chiefs or it was 34, 31. I can't remember. Um, do you think they have, sort of like 
I don't want to say a psychological advantage, but do you think they have some sort of advantage in the fact that they know they can beat the Chiefs or they've done it recently? I think that helps them, but I also don't, I hope it doesn't make them overconfident thinking that we've done it before, but that was at Cincinnati also. Oh, that's and right. it was also a regular season game. And we can see right now that when it obviously when it's playoffs, it, it's a whole different ball game as to how teams are playing and stuff. So I'm, I'm interested to see what Kansas City's defense is going to be for Chase because he put up those career numbers, I believe, in that game. So it's a great point. So if Chase, <clears throat> if they're going to have some sort of, uh, game plan for chase is Higgins and Boyd or Uzama gonna gonna step up or is like Mixon gonna have a great like a huge game or something so somebody's got to be able to take that if if they're gonna double team chase most of the game that's that's a fair point and I do think if it uh Bengals have the pass catchers to do that though right like if they take chase out I I trust Higgins and Boyd so I think I think that the Bengals will be okay. Anything I, else? Oh, go ahead, I, Ryan. I was impressed watching the second half of that game. The Titans went on a little run there, but DJ Reader, I'm like, who is this guy? He's he's like this 330 pound defensive tackle is in the backfield like every play, almost like Chris Jones is for the Chiefs. So I was mm-hmm. like, and their tackling is really good. I think Foreman had a couple long runs, but other than that. You didn't see just missed tackles and Derrick Henry stiff arming guys, and they they were sure tackling. And Reader was in the backfield like every play. Yeah, that, that he was very impressive. Um, he was very impressive on uh, Saturday. How did you guys like with Derrick Henry? We kind of talked about this on the podcast. So he did not look like explosive. Um, Foreman actually looked more explosive to me. Um, Travis, when, when Derrick Henry, especially in the second half, when they were handing the ball off to him, were you worried at all? Or did you feel like, oh no, they got that guy controlled? I thought there was going to be one run that was coming that was going to get him going, but it turned out it was not, it was not him. It was the other running back. So that did make me feel a little good. I think I texted Rue and I said, I think, um, uh, oh, I can't think of his name. What's his name is going to be a Henry's going to be a uh, uh, I can't think of the word right now, but a decoy basically. Oh, sure. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. And they're going to like, cause what he was able to do in the regular season basically made every team like game plan for him. So I figured that maybe since he was coming back that Ken or uh, the Bengals were going to game plan strictly for him and just make sure that he doesn't get what he's supposed to and so I I told Rue I thought that he was just going to be a decoy and he's not going to be that great but um, the other thing too to change a little bit is that AJ Brown was like I'm like he's the only good receiver because Julio Jones hardly did anything this year and they still let him have a pretty big game, but that's going to happen with Tyree kill and probably um, Kelsey, but they always get their numbers. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you just, well, I think you guys are right. It's really how, how good Joe Burrow plays is, is really going to determine how close this game is. Um, okay. Anything else? We good. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Let's move on. Okay. So let's, uh, let's talk about Bengals win if so I, I I have a little bit of for for both games what I think they need to do go ahead and interject whether you agree or disagree or if you have your own but my my only factor I feel like that matters for this game is Joe Burrow needs to get hot he needs he needs to get hot in this game so against the Chiefs the last game of the season he was 30 of 39 for 446 yards four touchdowns, zero interceptions. And um, since then in the playoffs, uh, he has been uh, 592 yards, two touchdowns, one interceptions, one interception. Uh, And here's the scary part. So against the chiefs, he was sacked four times. The last two games, he was sacked a total of nine times. So I think protecting burrow and letting them get hot is the key and really the only key, in my opinion, for the Bengals to have a shot at winning. Didn't he get sacked seven times last game? The last Nine. game? Nine. Oh, how many times did he get sacked against the Raiders? Two times, I think. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think the sack total uh, is inflated a little bit too by – I think we were texting among us about him holding the ball a little bit too long sometimes and be willing to take sacks versus throwing an interception. Um, I, I honestly think against the Chiefs, outside of Chris Jones, I, I'm not real scared of Frank Clark or some of the other guys. If they can neutralize Chris Jones, I think that's that's the key to the game. And, and Burrow getting hot, I think, all it takes, he doesn't even have to drop a dime down the field. It can be a little slip screen to chase like he did against the Chiefs, and then he just takes it 70 yards. That can happen any play. Yeah, I don't think it'll take a lot for him to get going. I just think that's what they'll need in order for the, for the, them to beat the Chiefs. Um, and the Chiefs did sack him four times, like I mentioned, that last game. I don't know who all got the sacks. And it could be because he hold, held the ball too long, but – I just, that offensive line didn't play very good against the Titans. That's, that's for sure. I don't think every time he got sacked, it was because of him holding the ball too long. Um, yeah. They, but they did have one drive. I think after halftime, it was like nine, six at halftime. And they basically went down the field, running the ball with Mixon. He made that cutback and scored, but mm-hmm. most of that drive was run. So maybe, maybe that's something that's key too to take the, the pass rush off is to get Mixon going. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. Also would shorten, shorten the game a little bit, you know, keep the ball out of the chief's hands as much as possible, which could work. And anything else in regards to this? Uh, what? No, we good. Ryan took mine too. Is just, they, they can't abandon the run with Nixon. As long as they have that available and play action should be open most of the time for them. Yeah. yeah. What, what if Money McPherson gets hot and kicks like four field goals again? <laughs> you guys heard Whatever that. Whatever it takes. You guys heard that story about uh, 
him him practicing on the sideline and then like yeah we're going to the championship or whatever right did you guys hear about that yeah that was great yeah man justin tucker look out i just <laughs> i loved when they said how great butker was and then he missed two kicks and then i said that's what you get for mentioning him in the same breath as tucker yeah you should never do that that's that's ridiculous okay let's look at the other side um the Chiefs, they win. I have a couple here for them. Uh, Chiefs play like the Chiefs. I think they win if they play like the Chiefs, and that is, you know, putting up 35 to 45 points, whatever it takes. Um, Tyreek Hill looks unstoppable. Travis Kelsey getting open over the middle. They look, oh, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire looked like he was running pretty um, strong. He, he was very explosive during the Bills game. I like the way he was running. Um, if he keeps it up, if if they play like the Chiefs, I think they win. And then the other thing is to get the Burrow, which we already talked about them getting four sacks at that season, not the finale, but the game before that. And then that the fact the Bengals have allowed 15 sacks in the last three games. I'm thinking maybe like an X factor too. Uh, you saw Hardman on that um, jet sweep, kind of like stutter step and then just explode out the other side for a touchdown they can get get a play like that mm-hmm. from hardman or pretty like that would be a huge boost and please no more like third and ones with like blake bell running an option would be nice too okay wasn't wasn't the coaching horrible last weekend like it was just some bad coaching i just ah uh, that was one of the Mahomes, why are you running an option with blake bell yeah they're overthinking it that's it Okay, let's get into our predictions then. Um, let's see, for the Bengals, uh, we have uh, Nate. He picked the Bengals. Uh, in our own group, Ryan picked the Bengals. Travis, I didn't get your answers before the show, so I was unable to type you in here. Uh, oh, who do you have winning, Travis? I am going to take the Bengals as well. Okay, so do you have a, a score and maybe an X factor in the game? Well, we kind of talked about it already, but basically the run game has to stick for the Bengals to have success with their pack, their passing game. Because if that's not going, then I, as much as I want to see Burrow constantly throwing all the time, I don't think him throwing 45-plus times in a game is what the key will be here, but um, just making sure he has enough time to throw is the main thing because he'll make the right read. Okay, yeah, I like it. Uh, what about you, Ryan? Why did you pick the Bengals? What's your score and X factor? I think if Matthew doesn't play, I like the Bengals by two scores. I like them like 38-27 kind of game. If Matthew plays, I like a similar score as last game they played, like 34-31. I think he makes that kind of difference on the back end. I don't trust the Chiefs secondary, and unless Ward and Snead and some of these guys are going to step up, (laughs) I I really like the Bengals, and it's hard for me to go that route. But sometimes teams just get on a run, and I think they're on a run right now, and they're not scared of anybody. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. Um, well, I'm going to, let's go with the chiefs here. This is where everybody else is at. Um, 
my uh let me see here my younger brother also picked eric he picked the the Bengals, so he's on board with you guys uh i also picked the chiefs um i picked them all year so i'm not it's not like any secret that i'm gonna pick them speaking of hot streaks like the last what two games they've scored in the playoffs 35 or more points um i don't see how the Bengals are able to cover if, if they keep that up it's just I'm, I'm almost opposite of you, Ryan. I think it's going to be a, a two-score game the opposite way. I think it's going to be like 38 to 28 or 30 to 44, like Chiefs. I, I think they win pretty comfortably. Um, and then maybe that the Bengals kind of score a, a touchdown like during garbage time. I, I just don't see how the Bengals slow them down if the Bills can't. So I have the Chiefs. Uh, my X factor will be, man, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, Edwards Hilaire. I'm going to go uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'm going to say if he can continues to kind of make plays for them out of the backfield and keep the defense guessing, that's going to help the Chiefs uh, out in this game. Ryan, do I you mean, think do you think uh, that game going to overtime, and even though it was only one um, offensive possession, it was ended. Do you think that's going to factor in at all for the Chiefs? Because uh, who is who is limping towards the end of the game? Was it Kelsey or somebody or no? I don't remember anyone limping. I know like Debo Samuel was in the Niners game, but I don't yeah. remember. Oh, maybe I that's remember what I, that was. Yeah, Samuel and Kittle too. Kittle got. Oh, like, that's what I was thinking. Wrestled down and Kittle gets wrestled down in every tackle. Yeah. <laughs> He's an animal. He never wants to go down. So he always hurts himself. But do you think it going to overtime has any effect on the Chiefs maybe? And like the whole excitement factor for that game that it might bring them down a little notch here that they're not going to be able to perform to that same type of hype. Well, well, it's, it's either going to be like, they're disappointed because they don't feel like the Bengals should be with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then they play down to their competition. If that, if that's what you're saying, like that, they kind of have a, regression because uh it's not the bills on the other side of the field i could see that but i also could see them using that momentum in that wild game coming back with 13 seconds to go and winning it somehow i could see them using that momentum to drive them to win this game as well um yeah so i guess i could see it go both ways i'm i'm leaning towards you know obviously that the momentum continues um but I got it. I got it. I got a two part question for you, Ryan. Okay. Does it worry you at all that the Bengals have won without Burrow playing well or as good as he can? And do you think the Chiefs can win without Mahomes playing at an elite level? So, because so to, to answer your first question, no, it doesn't worry me because there's no way that the Chiefs doesn't score more than 20 points. So, like, uh, even if Mahomes plays bad, I don't see how the Chiefs do, don't score 20 points. I think they had what one or two games this year where they scored less than 20 points. I, I don't remember. I would say it's very few and far between. Um, it would worry me a little bit if Mahomes had an off game, but I guess, like, I don't know what that would you, you understand what i'm saying like i just don't know what that would be like if if um i don't know it, if they score 24 points could they still win 
depends on how Burrow plays, you know. I mean, like, who do you have more trust in right now, Burrow or Patrick Mahomes, if you had to pick one? Mahomes. Yeah, and you're in Arrowhead as well. You know, you're you're at home in Arrowhead. We saw how much that played a factor in the last game. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. But I, I, de- I definitely am not nervous about the fact – because – the only way they beat the Chiefs in that last that last time they met was because Burrow was hot. So if Burrow plays bad, there's no or or even average. There's I don't think there's any way the Bengals win. Well, not to devalue um, um, the game this week, um, Bengals Chiefs and then the Rams 49ers, But do you think the two best teams played already? Oh yeah. Yeah, I said whoever won that game would win the Super Bowl. Okay, that's yeah. where I'm getting insight on this. So if you thought those were the two best teams, then go with the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Although if the Bengals win, I'll be rooting for them in the Super Bowl. Well, actually, it depends if they play, actually. But that'd be uh, exciting. Matthew for... Stafford. That's right, that's right. So speaking of which, are we good with uh, going forward the next game? Yeah. yeah. Another okay. 45 minutes of Stafford talk. Here we come. Here we go. Predicting the NFC Championship Game. The San Francisco 49ers versus the LA Rams. Okay, so let's get into this game. Um, Let's start with this. Uh, So the first question I have for you guys, uh, who do you trust more in this game, Bosa and Armstead or uh, Donald and Miller? Let's start with, maybe we'll start with Ryan. Who do you trust more? Donald and Miller. I, I think all around, like, Donald's game is, is the best in the league. I mean, he's three-time defensive player of the year. But it seems like Miller has been playing better now the last few weeks. Maybe he's fully healed from that injury he had when he came over from Denver. He looked pretty fresh against Tampa Bay. They did have backup tackles in that game. Uh, Brady had to pass the ball in like one second or he was getting hit or stripped or they were deflecting it. So I do worry about that. If Garoppolo holds on to the ball for any length of time, um, can they block those two guys? Yeah, that's, that's going to be a challenge. I think that that Donald and Miller, like you said, he's been, he's been going, he's been catching fire recently. Those two work well together because one pushes up the middle and one comes around the corner. So you kind of got to pick your poison. Am I going to step up towards Donald or I'm going to back up towards Miller? And then that's sort of, and then you got Floyd as well. What about you, Travis? Yeah, same Donald and Miller. I mean, even Donald by himself, I would probably take over those two just because <laughs> of how dominant he is. Yeah. Uh, so stats for you, Bosa and Armstead have uh, in the playoffs 5.5 sacks with six tackles for a loss. And the Niners right now have nine total team stacks, uh, team sacks. Donald and Miller have 3.5 sacks in the playoffs with five tackles for losses and five total team sacks. So actually right now, Bosa and Armstead technically are playing better. But. Yeah, Bosa is a really good player, and Armstead is kind of like a poor man's Calais Campbell. He's like six foot seven. He he plays well against against both the run and the pass. I just 
just thinking about the Rams in that game, uh, Stafford really didn't get pressured much, and they didn't even have Whitworth. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm thinking about, like, watching when Buccaneers were on offense, it seemed like Brady was, like, harassed the entire game. Yeah. So that would be my worry in this game, although um, the Niners do run the ball better than the Buccaneers. That That's – yeah, that's very true. I would say, too, like, the Packers' defense seemed to have, like, been getting after Garoppolo pretty good, right? So – you got to imagine that. Um, I think Guyon, right? He had, is that right? Guyon, what's his name? The the edge rusher there that had three sacks. Oh, Tryon, the rookie for the Bucs. No, for, I'm talking the, the Packers. Um, let me I know Zadarius got in there like in the beginning of the game and did his crawl after he was Gary. Oh, Rashad Gary. Gary. Yeah. yeah. That's who I'm thinking <laughs> of, man. Why, where did I get Guyon from? Anyway. Point being, uh, I think I think that that fact is um, that I think the Miller and Donald can also then get to Garoppolo as well if if the Packers can do it. So, okay, let's look at the second question I have. Let's see, here we go, McVeigh or Shanahan. Let's talk about it. Who do we trust more in this game? I'll tra- I'll start with Travis. Travis, who do you st- trust more in this game? <laughs> Um, we're going to have to probably go with McVeigh, I think just because he's, he's, I mean, Shanahan's been to the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like McVeigh, <clears throat> they're putting it all on the table. Like, like I've said before, they got, they went all in. I don't even know if they have any draft picks next year or not, but basically they're in it to win it. So McVay's got to bring his a game and that's what I'm expecting from him. Okay. Okay. Game. I hope you're right. How about you, Ryan? I was going to say when Travis said, we, is he talking about him and his wife going with McVay or. Yeah. <laughs> she told me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Shanahan, not to be uh, contradictory to Travis. I like McVay too. It's just the, the versus matchup. It seems Shanahan knows how to play against the Rams. And I think the key is their last game, they ran the ball 44 times. So even though the Rams, I think are like fifth in the NFL and rush defense, he's patient. He just keeps doing the run game. It doesn't matter if Mitchell's getting stuffed, he's just setting stuff up by keep running it. So he's one of the few coaches that's patient enough on like uh, the Packers history where they go away from the run in the playoffs. Uh, Shanahan sticks with it. And that's why they end up winning games. I think. That's a good point. So I Shanahan versus McVay. Uh, McVay is currently three and seven against Shanahan, including losing both games this year against Shanahan um, they had that 17 to three lead I think uh, the last week where they could have eliminated the 49ers and McVay kind of like I felt like he sat on the ball a little bit and allowed the Niners to get back into it which we'll talk about so personally right now I'm, I'm with Travis in the fact that my heart wants McVay to be better in this game but if I'm going to pick Shanahan because of the history like as far as like as him being the better coach, but is this going to be a uh, Packers Bears game where the the Bears could have eliminated the Packers 
for the playoffs and then the Packers ended up beating them later on to eliminate them from the playoffs so that the 49ers are going to maybe eliminate the Rams, even though the Rams had a chance to get them out of there. That's what I'm nervous about, Travis. That's what I'm nervous about. Well, my thing is that it's a divisional game too. So this is the third time they're going to be playing them. So well, it's hard to beat a team three times in a row, that's mm-hmm. for sure. But the Niners play the Rams really hard every time they play them. So it's, I think it's going to be a super close game, but we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. We good? We ready to move on? I was just going to say, <clears throat> say real quick, I don't think that's why the Bucks came back against the Rams was anything to do with McVay. They they just kept fumbling the ball. And then that snap over Stafford's head, just like weird things were happening that I wouldn't pin on like play calling. Cause then you saw at the end there when they needed a play, they dialed up down the field, they weren't conservative. So I, I don't think that's why the Rams blew that lead was because of McVay. It was a lot of turnovers. Well, I kind of disagree a little bit. I I agree with the turnover thing, obviously. I think you're right about that, but there was like at the end of half when Akers fumbled the first time when he was flipped over, basically, I felt like they were being way too conservative. I think they were just trying to eliminate clock because they were, were worried about Brady um, getting the ball, which I'm just like, Matthew Stafford played such a great game guys on Sunday, how they ran the ball 24 times and uh, with uh acres who only averaged like 2.9 yards a carry or 2.2 i can't remember but he couldn't run the ball worth nothing and i'm just like why is stafford not throwing the ball more why is he why isn't he doing that 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 40 47 yard field goal that they attempted that came up short you remember that in the bucks game um, yeah I, did, I didn't know we still missed uh field goal short <laughs> I I didn't. when i was watching I, that and then after they said no good i'm like what did it, was that an optical illusion? Like what just happened? Yeah. So the, the play before it was third and 11 and they did a draw play and got four yards and then they kicked this field goal. I'm like, let Stafford deal. It's not Jared Goff out there. You, you got this guy for a reason. You, you spent first round picks on getting this guy. He's, he's awesome today. Let him deal. He was, he was, he was making a lot, all basically all the right decisions that game. And, and you just, I, I had a, tr- I had, I had trouble with this coach and I won't lie to you. I felt he was way too conservative after they were up 24 to six or whatever. So. Taking a but, page out of McCarthy's book. See, I, that's the way I felt. I was like, why, why are we slowing down? And you're right. They, they went for it at the end, which I was, I appreciated like, Hey, they're not going to sit on their hands. They're actually going to try to, get the field goal here, but I'm just like, why didn't you play that way all second half? Like, why did we sit on the run uh, on the ball and run the ball the entire time? We, I'm not even a Rams fan. You are this. Don't even (laughs) say that, Ryan. They were just letting the Buccaneers back in it for all the Brady fans and uh, the league. They needed a close game before they eliminated them. I I agree with that. I I feel like everybody was out to get Stafford that game. And that's what I told everybody on the podcast. I was like, 
the the people fumbling the ball, Sean McVay, they wanted Brady to win and Stafford wasn't having it. So good for Stafford. He overcame everything, including his team. I think all those years with the Lions helped him to overcome that adversity he was facing in that game. <laughs> okay. Are we good? Ready to move on? Any other questions about this game? No? We good? Okay, let's go into... Okay, the 49ers will win... Let's see if get pressure with the four front four and then get Debo Samuel going early and often. Um, I, I just feel like Stafford, um, he, he's actually pretty good under pressure. I said on the podcast the other day, he's actually ranked first in the NFL. That was a lie. I heard, I thought I heard that on TV. Uh, it was sixth. He's actually sixth when he faces pressure. He's the sixth best quarterback in the NFL, which is still pretty good. But uh, I feel like if they can get pressure with their front four, believe it or not, Matthew Stafford uh, can make mistakes and they can force him into making mistakes. In fact, the two times that um, they played the Niners, uh, Stafford threw two interceptions in both games, including a pick six. So... uh, get to Stafford and make them make mistakes and they can win this game. And obviously Debo Samuel, the two games against the Rams this year, he had uh, 226 yards with three touchdowns against the Rams uh, total. So again, get him the ball and you'll win games. Anything to add anything else we're looking forward to in this game, guys. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Garoppolo hopefully playing like an actual quarterback and scoring some <laughs> touchdowns. Even though you said that if he scores a touchdown, they're not yeah, going to yeah. win. But him and Kittle, I would like to see them get going because even though Kittle is this amazing tight end who's great at catching and running after the play and blocking is another big thing. That's not what I want to see him do. I want to see him be involved in the offense. So get him the ball more as well. That's okay. my biggest thing. Get Kittle going. I like it. And that's actually pretty a pretty good one because actually I was looking at Kittle stats against the Rams. He does not put up numbers on the Rams, at least the last two games. So, um, yeah, no, getting Kittle going will go a long way to help the, the Niners win. Anything else, Ryan, or any thoughts? I hope Debo unlocks this subset of like receivers playing running back more because if you flip it around, a running back playing receiver is not uncommon. Like how often was Aaron Jones split out? He had like 150 yards receiving. So he's basically doing what Samuel does, but he's listed as a running back. So it's not uncommon, but Samuel's literally like the only wide receiver other than Cordero that kind of does this stuff. So maybe we'll see more guys like that, that kind of have a dual position. Yeah. And I like that Kyle Shanahan, like just knows, Hey, I need to get my best player the ball. Like I don't need, I don't need to just try to pass it to him. And I thought like in contrast, I felt like um, not to bring it up, but like Matt LaFleur could have done a better job of getting his guys, the balls on like jet sweeps and handoffs or, or whatever. He didn't, you know, they didn't try any of that where I feel like that's where Kyle Shanahan, like as a head coach, just, Hey, let's get my best players, the ball and let them work. I, I like that. Um, so I'm with you there. I, more teams should do that. Well, and it kind of eliminates Ramsey probably some, if you're 
motioning Samuel all the time and handing him the ball. Like you don't have to rely on Samuel beating him one-on-one down the field, even though Evans did that on that one play. That was, that was a pretty sweet throw by Brady to Evans, but I think it makes it harder for Ramsey to take like one side of the field away. No, that's a good point. Yeah. I like that. Anything to add, Travis? You think Ramsey's just going to strictly cover Samuel this whole game, or is he going to be going off of him and Kittle most of the game? Because they said in the last game that, well, we we already knew this, but Ramsey likes to obviously cover the best wide receiver, and he looks forward to an actual, like, stud receiver because if he's covering someone who's not that great, like, he gets bored out there, and he's not as – into the game as much as what he should be so like if he's covering like a mike evans or a samuel all game you think that's gonna uh jack him up a little bit so that he's gotta play to what he hypes himself up to be all the time i I would say that would be smart um but i would almost put him on kittle personally like I'd have him cover Kittle, not Samuel. He struggle. I feel like he struggles with like the more s- smaller, shiftier wide receivers, and I think he's physical enough to to cover Kittle. But he might be on Samuel the entire time. I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? I think the 49ers win if they're playing the Packers in the playoffs. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Okay, you guys ready to move on? Sorry, okay, let's, <laughs> let's go right, with right. I still got the Bengals. Okay, I'm not as crushed as what I should be. Okay, the Rams win if uh number one, they uh protect Matthew Stafford. Uh they've allowed in the two games they met with the 49ers seven total sacks, including five in the last week that they played in week 18. They need to limit mistakes, so no interception interceptions, Matthew Stafford. Zero, none, don't want it, not having it. No four fumbles, team. No four fumbles. We, we're done with the fumbles. We got it all out of the way. Hold on to the ball, okay? That's your job. And then finally, don't coach scared. I don't want Sean McVay, if they get up by 20 points or whatever, to be like, oh, we're good. Let's just sit on the ball for a whole half. I want them to pour on the points if they can. So that is what I think the Rams need to do to win. I think I Odell – oh, go ahead, Travis. Oh, <clears throat> I was just going to say I don't know how we haven't even talked about him yet, but Odell being involved is going to be key for the Rams because when he's involved, they play way better as a team. Because Cooper Cup, I still don't know how he gets open all the time and oh, people so aren't double teaming him, <laughs> whatever. But he's still open all the time, but that leaves Odell with one-on-one all the time. And, I mean, he's proven that he's still got it, even though people said that he's washed. But he's proven that he can still he can still do it. So that's – I think they need to get him involved. He doesn't have to have a huge game, but just make sure that he's active and it looks like the ball to him. Yeah, it looks like him and Stafford have some chemistry. Just the last couple of games, they've been doing good at connecting. Uh, Ryan, what do you think of that? I was just going to say Odell, um, and then Travis did. I think he needs to ball out and show up. That's why they brought him in. 
And then protecting Stafford, is Whitworth supposed to play Bengals legend? Is Whitworth coming back, or is he out for this game? That or I don't know. Okay, yeah, he's their left tackle. So that could make a difference in the game if he plays or not. But I thought they protected him pretty well against the Buccaneers. I, I didn't notice a ton of pressure. Havenstein was blocking Barrett. They highlighted that during the game pretty well. I <laughs> – Maybe you watch the Rams more. I don't know exactly what you mean by don't coach scare, but you think McVay always goes conservative when they have a lead? Oh yeah. I feel like he sits on the ball. Like they, when they, when they were up on the 49ers, they were up like, it was at least 17 to three. It's just like, then, then he just stops being aggressive. Like, I mean, to me, Sunday was a prime example. It's like you run the ball 24 times. You average two point whatever yards a carry and you're, you're just kind of like content with this lead you have now, granted four fumbles doesn't, doesn't help, but at the same time, it's like, well, stop handing it off to the guy that run, you know, that can't run the ball, you know, more than two yards and, and maybe he won't fumble the ball. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like just <laughs> let Stafford pass. I, I feel like, um, I, I, I don't get it. I feel like even Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur do the same thing. They all kind of like just sit on leads sometimes. And I don't, I don't get it, you know? So. I guess, I guess my concern is the Niners just shut down Dallas pretty much in the first game and then green Bay. So they got a good track record of stopping good offenses. So, and then also where, where's Michelle at? Wasn't he doing pretty good and now Akers gets all the carries or, or what's well, going on with that? Well, well that's what blows my mind. And this is goes back to the coaching is like after Akers fumbled the first time and they're just trying to kill clock, why not give it to the guy who hardly ever fumbles? Like Sony Michelle, I think has like two fumbles his entire career or something like that. Yeah, no, I don't know why they're, they're not putting him in there. That it surprises me. Yeah. I'm, I don't, I don't get it. So. All right. We'll talk to your buddy, Sean, and get this figured out. I will. I will talk to Sean McVay right now. But yeah. Anything else, guys? No. Is it, is it prediction time? I, yeah, yeah. We'll predict. I, I will say about the Odell thing. I think uh, he will. I, I'm hoping he shows up as well. It, it's nice when you have a, a, a two two pass catchers that really should draw double teams on each team here. Isn't it nice when you have two pass catchers that can run routes and get open? This is a great have... reference here. Oh yeah, for sure. I just like all the, all the pack, like it's so like you, you say, well, how is Cooper cup keep getting open? It's because it's hard to double Cooper cup when you have Robert Woods early on this season running around and now you have Odell running around. Like, it's just hard to do that. You can't double them every play because you leave the other guy open. So anyway, it, it's you mean nice. You're supposed to have more than one good wide receiver on a team. It, that doesn't make sense to make a championship run at all. No, no, I, I know. I know. Isn't it? It's, it just doesn't make sense. I guess. I guess. Okay, let's, I think what's sad is Jefferson would probably be the Packers second best receiver. Yeah. The Rams. Yeah. Yeah. And Higby, like he should be in there somewhere, right? He would probably be their second best catcher and he's their tight end. Anyway, moving on. Let's go to our predictions. Okay. So the San Francisco 49ers, we have Shannon and Chris 
Uh, Travis, I, again, I didn't get a, a comment from you beforehand. So who do, who do you have in this game? I am going to take the San Francisco 49ers. Even though if the Bengals play them in the Super Bowl, I don't think the Bengals can beat them. I think they have a better shot at beating the Rams. How but dare you? I'm, like picking, a... I'm picking the 49ers. <laughs> That's like a backhanded compliment. Like, I hope that the Rams get there because the Bengals can beat the Rams. You're the worst, Travis. Um, okay. Uh, X Factor? X Factor would be Garoppolo playing like a legit quarterback. He's got to okay. play. I don't, I don't care about your stat about it. He hasn't thrown a touchdown. They never lose in the playoffs. He needs this. He needs to throw a couple TDs this game. Oh, it's not just playoffs, Travis. They are nine and two. He has a career record of nine and two when he doesn't throw a touchdown. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't either. Uh, did you say score? Uh, no, we'll go. Um, 24 20 24 to 20 okay perfect okay so let's get into uh the rams everybody else picked the rams including ryan and nutty buddy which is the other ryan so ryan do you want to tell me why the rams are going to win this game your x factor and score i think the rams win because of the difference in quarterbacks i i do think Stafford played really well against the Buccaneers and also against Arizona. Actually, he played well too. So I, I think um, that's going to be the difference in the game. Uh, the X factor is turnovers. They can't, that's what turned that 49ers Packers game when Lewis fumbled, the Packers were dominating going up and down the field. He fumbled and the Packers kind of crumbled on offense after that. So the Rams got to not give the 49ers um, any turnovers. And then Travis also said that Mark Andrews was an average tight end. So I just wanted to get that in there. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's great. Um, Ryan, remember the Bengals won the division. So, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I'm also picking the Rams. I'm very nervous about this game, though. I don't think it's going to be uh, uh, like the Chiefs. I feel way more confident in them winning than the Rams. Let's go Matthew Stafford. That's all I got to say. Um, I think the X factor in this game, we talked about him a little bit, has to be Odell. I think that if he can make a couple of big plays, um, which he has been, uh, this it's going to go a long way of helping this team. I'll also say Cam Akers, don't fumble the football, please. Like he's an X factor as well. Just hang on to the ball. I don't care if you average two yards of carry, just don't fumble the ball. Um, you think if he fumbles again, he gets benched like the rest of the. <laughs> he better. He better. I, I, I hope you so. would think so because it's what? How many times in the last couple games? Three, three, right? Yeah, it'd be three. That would be smart. Um, I don't I don't think the X factor would be the crowd. Wasn't the last time it was in LA there was like more Niners fans there than Rams just because they all flew down or drove down and bought a bunch of tickets. Well, that's because all the season ticket holders are like rich people that don't like going to football games. <laughs> so they like they like sell them. And then the 49er fans buy them and, and get in there. So it was funny because there was a story. Uh, that Andrew uh, Whitworth's wife 
like sent out a, a tweet or a social media message, basically like, if you're going, if you're not going to go to the Rams game, we will buy your tickets. Do not sell them the 49er fans. So like, <laughs> there's this like, it's like known that for the Rams, there's no such thing as home field advantage, which is really sad, actually, um, considering how, how how that they're one game away from the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, because you know the Chiefs are going to get a bump from that probably, oh, but in this sure. game, it's not. I don't think it's going to make a difference for the Rams at all. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I'm I'm going to say Rams though. I'm going to say um, as far as score goes, I'm going to say twenty seven. 27 17 i i think that they'll score a touchdown to put the game away but i think it's going to be tight all the way to the end it's going to be one of those ones where i'm not going to be able to talk to people i'm not going to be able to sit still i don't want any of my friends texting me unless if it's about how great matthew stafford's doing that's it that's all you beat me to it i was just gonna say something about stafford (laughs) i think i'm going low score i didn't give the score because i was adding that thing about travis i'm thinking like 17 13 and Niners have won two low-scoring games. I think they'll keep this low-scoring, but the Rams squeak it out. I I wonder if, like, Mercedes Lewis doesn't fumble the ball, if, like, the Packers, like, win by, like, 20. You know what they I'm saying? They were on like, a roll. Like, I know. That, that just shut them down completely. Also, well, I didn't give my score prediction for the Bengals, and I'm going to do a weird score, 39-29. <laughs> I thought you you said like 3827 or something like that. I don't but, think I did, but well, that was me if Matthew was out. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Um, but anyways, and you get, yeah. The Packers you, is all <laughs> momentum lost after that. Yeah, and then and then they had their backup tight end who I've never heard of before drop a ball right in the middle of the field. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Like Yeah. And yeah. Dylan getting hurt. That hurt them, yeah. Locking on special teams. <laughs> Did you see the still photo of the third down in the fourth quarter of Rodgers throwing it to double-covered Adams, and then you have Lazard cutting across the middle wide open? You're going to pull that up, aren't you, Ryan? No, no, I, sh- oh. I could if you want me to. I saw that, I and that was one of the things I talked about. So that was, I think, his last pass of the game, right? I think at that point he was like, I'm just going to throw it up to my best player and let him make a play. I don't think he cared about how, how the play went about. I think, I think he's just like, you know, I don't think he trusts any of those other wide receivers, even though he says he does. I just don't think he does. Like it shows when he plays. He didn't and- look into the game. Like, you know, the, he, half these quarterbacks on the sideline, like Mahomes is like sitting there thinking. And so is Josh Allen. And then Rogers is just like, like hardly any emotion during that game. So I, I didn't get it. I mean, maybe it was a cold, but whatever. Did, did you, do you guys, uh, something I didn't talk about real quick and just um, we're not really supposed to be talking about the Packers, but I'm actually going to do a podcast. I don't know if I'm going to invite anybody on, but I, I'm going to do a podcast real, you know, soon about like in defense of Aaron Rodgers because of all the Packer the Packer fans hating him, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, but uh do you think like them not playing two weeks of competitive football hurt them? Like I, we didn't even bring that up. I think during the, during our podcast, like the fact that they, they played the lions and then they sat the whole half and then they didn't play any football the last week. And then you come in a game where 
like the 49ers are ready to go. And like, do you think that had anything to do with it? I, I don't think so. Just cause the Packers came out so hot, like they played mm-hmm. so That's good fair. to start the game. If they came out and like, looked like the Niners did for the first <laughs> Niners didn't have a first down for like the first 25 minutes of the game. Like if the Packers came out and looked really bad, then maybe I think, it just was a bad matchup for green Bay and it's proven to be over the last several years. Unless if the special teams plays adequately, like they don't even have to play great. They, if they just play adequate, the Packers win. And that's, this is where I just like, it just blows my mind. It's like either you stop the people from blocking the field goal, or you don't allow them to block a punt for a touchdown and you win the game. It's that Is simple. that guy fired yet? Do we know? I haven't heard anything. <laughs> They fired him into the sun. I was going to say, Ryan, it was refreshing to see, like, not any penalties hardly called in any of the games. I was That's like, why can't we have this for the regular season? Every regular season game you watch has, like, six holding calls and five illegal contacts. And I don't remember there ever being really any penalties in these games where I was like, oh, wow, that was terrible because there was not many penalties. I was like, this, this is great. Yeah, that, that was nice. I think that um, uh, it was also great that they threw a uh, unsportsmanlike conduct on Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I know they missed the call. They should have called the helmet to helmet that. But I also was like, you get every single call, and the one time they miss it, you can't stop complaining about it. You kind of deserve a flag. That's just my opinion. But yeah. Anyway, um, real quick, guys, what is. Um, the I'll just I was gonna ask for your order of like Super Bowl matchups you want to see in the order from the one you want to see the most the one you want to see the least maybe we could just do like your top two or if you want to go through all four like what is your what is the Super Bowl that you want to see the most the matchup Chiefs Bills again (laughs) (laughs) that's a good answer Travis that's a really good answer uh, I like it. Bengals. I'd like to see Bengals and Rams. Bengals and Rams. What about you, Brian? I'm predicting Bengals Rams. I'd like to see that just kind of fresh blood, but Chiefs Rams would probably be like the most, like what the NFL would want with so many marquee players on both teams. You know, the Rams brought all these guys in the games in LA. Like I, I hope that doesn't factor into some call in the Rams 49ers game where the NFL's like, oh, we need to get the Rams in and uh, the Chiefs also. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to go all Luke and conspiracy on it, so I'm going to go um, – <laughs> I'm going to go uh, Bengals-Rams is what I think it'll be, but probably Chiefs-Rams is like the matchup that people want to see nationally. That's the one I want to see. I think second would be Bengals-Rams, and then third – would be Bengals Niners. Uh, fun fact, I think they, I, I heard today, don't, don't hold me to it. It was on a podcast, Bill Simmons. I think he said that uh, uh, Bengals Niners was the first Super Bowl that John Madden called. So I think, if, I think that's a thing, which would be kind of interesting. But the, the Super Bowl I don't want to see is the Chiefs and the Niners because we saw that two years ago and I don't need a replay of it. So. That's where I'm at. I, I will say uh, of all the four teams that are left, I 
I'm not like going to be disappointed with who wins it. Like I won't be upset that it's like Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be winning another title or something <laughs> like that. So. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. And, and just for the, the, the NFL wanting the Rams in, listen, I've watched Matthew Stafford get jobbed on the lions enough that maybe he deserves a call or two on the Rams. I'm just throwing that out. There. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We could have a counter for the amount of times in podcasts that you said, Matthew Stafford getting, you know, screwed over by the lions. It'd be great to tally that up for you, Ryan. <laughs> We'll go back and listen to all the podcasts and you go ahead with a little counter and just hit it every time. Got it. I'm on it. Hey, okay. if, he win, if he wins the Super Bowl, Ryan, I won't call him stat pad for it anymore. Well, you can't. Why, why would you do it up to this point? Like <laughs> he did. I think it's quite clear that he was being held back. I think that that we can all look at and be like, yeah. This is this is way better situation for any quarterback. So can you still sign a player? like up to the Super Bowl or is it done? Like, I think you can, can't you? I, th- I don't think you can do waivers though. If like somebody released someone, you can't. You think Megatron would come back for the Super Bowl for him? Oh, you just gave me like a small chill down my spine. Like that would be so awesome. I would, I'd be so happy. I, I, I would root, I would root for him then, Ryan. Yeah, th- them two deserve it. And then Barry Sanders could come and play like four string <laughs> running back. Megatron makes a game winning catch over like Eric Weddle, who the Rams just signed like last week. Yeah, but he'd be on the Rams. So he, he wouldn't catch a touchdown over Weddle. Anyway. Maybe the Niners bring in Megatron, you know. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Then I'd have I'd have such a complete conflict of interest. I wouldn't know what to do. Um, okay, guys, are we good? We good? Okay. Well, uh, thanks, Travis. Thank you, Ryan, for joining me. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you like what you are hearing, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating, and also follow me on Instagram at nuttybuddy underscore sports. I also have posted YouTube clips if you'd like to see us, and you're welcome. Uh, that's all I got for you today. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Who day? Go Bengals! Let's go, Buffalo!